Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Criterion Cult Film Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jordan Garcia, and with me, as always... Armando Arvizer here, and what do we do here on the Criterion Cult Film Podcast? Well, what we like to do here is we talk about a film that's on the Criterion Collection, and then one of us brings a film that we believe belongs in the collection. We talk about it, we argue about it, we fight about it, we kiss about it, and today... This is our Criterion Collection. Not yeah. your Criterion Collection. Exactly. This is our Criterion Cult. But it'll be your it'll be your Criterion Collection if you join the cult. Exactly. Yeah. And most of these films are going to get on here anyway. Because, yeah. you know, we are kind of calling the shots. Yeah. And today is my episode. Today, we're going wilder than it's ever been before. Because <laughs> we're talking about Billy Wilder, baby. We're doing a double feature. We're talking about Some Like It Hot from 1959. And then later on, I'm bringing The Apartment, baby. Mm. Which came, you know, right after. Next yeah, year, next film, 1960. Uh huh. We're talking about a Wilder Street. Yeah. And this episode is sponsored by Horny Jack Lemon. <laughs> and, um, you know, you'd like to say, if when life hands you Jack Lemons, you get lemon AIDS because he's horny. Uh, Disease? Uh, was there AIDS in this? No. Until the but 80s. Yeah. I was just thinking of the Horny Jack Lemon. All right. That sounds gross. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. But we're talking about something like it hot. Jack Lemon always <laughs> bagged it up, baby. No I know diggity. <laughs> I know he did. I don't mean no disrespect to Mr. Lemon. Yeah. I know he did what he had to do. Even when he was grumpy and an old man, he bagged it up. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And we have the proof. If you guys need to see it, let us know. <laughs> uh, this one, okay, so first film, we're talking about Some Like It Hot, right? Mm-hmm. And that's from 1959. That's directed by Billy Wilder. What spine number is this, baby? Oh, that's true. That's right. We are giving that out. I yeah. forgot about that. We want to keep that up because for, yeah. for all you CC heads out yeah. there, this is spine number 50. Make sure you oh, get Oh, really? That. Or, I'm sorry, 950. 950, yeah. I was like, what? I, I said number 50. I meant 950. 950. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. And uh, this was also written by I.A.L. Diamond, who was mm-hmm. Billy Wilder's writing partner at the time. Mm-hmm. For those of you uncultured swine who don't know that, uh, write that down, all right? Keep that in. That's a good party fact I-A-L. you want to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I.A.L. Diamond. Mm-hmm. What is something like it hot about, you ask? Well, I'm going to tell you, and this is what Letterbox is uh, letting me know. And again, we're trying to get sponsored by Letterbox. Yeah, make us pro members. Yes, put us on the uh, platinum or... Uh, patrons something like that pros yeah Yeah, we're pros this is about two musicians witness a mob hit and struggle to find a way out of the city before they are found by the gangsters their only opportunity is to join an all-girl band as they leave on a tour to make their getaway they must first disguise themselves as women then keep their identity secret and deal with the problems this brings such as an attractive bandmate and a very determined suitor Ooh. ooh Letterbox, you're crazy for that one. Who's in this, you're wondering? Well, the iconic Marilyn Monroe as Sugar Ash, Kane. Kowalskis? I mean, you know, we know, you know we don't know how to pronounce names here, baby. Don't worry about it. We got Marilyn Monroe. Tony Curtis as Joey slash Josephine. Mm-hmm. The great, horny Jack Lemon as Jerry slash Daphne. <laughs> we got George Raft as Spats Columbo. Pat O'Brien as Detective Mulligan, and just to throw it out there, Joe E. Brown as Osgood Fielding, the horny old man in the last act of the film. Mondo. Spine number 950. Yeah. It's a beautiful spine. It's beautiful. 
I mean, let's get into this classic right off the bat. Look, I mean, look, you know, I mean, come on. This came out back in the time when, you know, people already, you know, people have. But what I'm trying to say is that people have already talked about this movie uh, ad nauseum. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, how have you not heard of Some Like It Hot or watched it? I mean, if you haven't, go out and watch it. Come back. Listen to us. just uh i don't know rant and rave well, over well listen it, to know? us talk about how how fun this is yeah and, and i'm guess let, let's you know let's give a little more into it um let, let's let, talk about what it's really about right because you know that kind of description is a little you know letterbox we love you but you know i don't know about that one okay so uh, it's also about nothing <laughs> it is also about nothing but you know it there is like a plot point though there is plot beats that you got to follow tony curtis jack lemon they play in a band mm-hmm and that band plays in a speakeasy. This is a time when yeah, there this was is during Prohibition, nineteen twenty nine. Yeah, they in even they even mentioned uh, the stock market. Like, oh, what if the stock market went down? And it does in nineteen twenty nine. Right, there's a big crash. Yeah, and they, and they it even parodies a real violent event, the St. Valentine's Massacre. Yeah, which is where you know so. You know, uh, Tony Curtis and Jack Lemon, they see yeah, some gangsters kill some people. Mm-hmm. So they have to get out of there. A lot of sex and violence going on in this film. Yeah, great. Billy Wilder was a wild man <laughs> and he knew what was going on back then. He didn't, people didn't want to see it because there was a code, you know, there was a code of conduct that you had to have in movies. You had to have certain things. Sure, yeah. Billy Wilder figured out a way to sneak those sexy things in. And here, yeah. so you have Jack Lemon, Tony Curtis, they see some gangsters kill an informant. Mm-hmm. Right, the informant who who uh, told on the speakeasy where they were working, mm-hmm. and so they end so up they end up seeing the same the gangsters funeral home or whatever. Yeah, right. they see the same gangsters kill somebody, and they're out of work musicians. They're 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 down on their yeah. Lap. They're really struggling. Yeah, yeah. they they literally have nothing to their name. They're going around. They they go to like an agency, which is like a kind of of um a weird thing. I didn't know that they, uh, like that that seemed more of like an actor thing to me. I didn't know they did that for musicians, right? That you can just go to a building where there's different like doors you open and be like, "Hey, do you need do you need a saxophone player? You need a bass player? Mm-hmm. You know?" Yeah. That that's kind of interesting. I didn't realize that was like a thing. But so they they have a building that they go to and they and they have to ask for help. And Tony Curtis is uh, as slept with all the receptionists. Yes, he's the first. He's yeah. he's the first horny man we encounter in yeah. the film. Yeah, that, that's funny too. Is like. Jack Lemon isn't that horny guy at the beginning, but once he puts no, on that, but once he yeah. puts on that dress, he's fucking, he's ready to, he's yeah. ready to pounce, he's ready to he whip is. it out, you know. And that, and and again, you know, and that's the, funny. The, <laughs> it is. It's hilarious. And what's even more hilarious is that in the Criterion Blu-ray, well, not the the Blu-ray, but any one that you get, even if you look online, the essay about it mm-hmm. on their site. The guy even writes that. He even mentions how hornier Jack Lemmon gets. <laughs> yeah, right. Once he once puts he gets, on in drag. Yeah. yeah, once he goes in drag. It's like that mall rat scene. Like he's like when he puts on the when Brody puts on the panties, he's like, I would have been one sexy chick. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit like that. You know, yeah. like it's just kinda like Yeah. It's kinda like you come into your own. Like it's just like, yeah, I can be like anybody now, you know? Like I'm really like letting loose, you know? Like, and it's also I'm not um, like hiding anything, sort of, you know? And also, you know, he he's a lot more closer to women because they think he's a woman mm-hmm. than he would you know if he was a man yeah then he isn't yeah for yeah, sure so yeah so that it's getting him even more around yeah. 
he's like you're a woman remember you're a woman like yeah he, just, so, he has to remind himself sometimes when like he's like he can't be this man and like right yeah so the agencies don't have any work for them mm-hmm. because they're scoundrels yeah. and so they find out that like yeah so the only work they can have is the only band they're looking for is an all-female band mm-hmm. so jack lemon and Tony Curtis like, well, we're we're gonna die if we don't do this. Yeah, and that's pretty they crazy. They just gotta get they gotta yeah. get out of it's, it's kind of out like of a, the city. You know, it's like, a survival. It's survival. Mm-hmm. You know, and so they have to get out of the city. And then, yeah. but their whole thing was that they're just gonna pretend to be women. Yeah, that was another thing too that I noticed in this watch is when like, okay, we just have to get to Florida and we're gonna like bounce. You know, right. we're not gonna stay with this like yes. thing and like kind of like we're gonna detect like, just kind of like play on this charade but they end up doing that because of sugarcane yes well because of marilyn monroe because she I has mean, that she has that uh mechanical bounce that just <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were gonna say something else and i was gonna have to stop you but <laughs> <laughs> well, it's what jack lemon says he's like what is that like we're gonna like, get canceled on this one you know? look i'm telling you yeah you couldn't make this movie today <laughs> you could <laughs> yeah no you couldn't yeah. i mean you just could where's this billy wilder I mean, at guy now huh I mean, sorority girls cancel that was ass. it that was the <laughs> no but like so Look, I mean, you know, let me just say straight up, right? The reason that the, the reason that I watched some like it hot is because I was just like, you know, I was a little boy who enjoyed Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I had po- her posters on my wall. You know, it wasn't for any reason that I thought she was like a great actress or something. It was just like that was kind of part of the culture, I guess. You sexualized her and you are canceled because of that. Unfortunately, yes, you know? you're right. And I'm sorry. And yeah, no, it's true, you know. This is Armando. I'm doing this podcast on my own now because Jordan has been canceled. And Me and Billy Wilder and yeah. Jack Lemon were done. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Look, look, you couldn't you couldn't make this podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> look. And so I saw I saw Some Like It Hot because I thought, you know, you know, hey, you know what Some Like It Hot I do. Yeah. And Marilyn Who doesn't Rose like hot. it hot, you know? Marilyn Rose is gorgeous. Look. Yeah. And so that's the reason one of the main reasons why I saw this film, right? But it's crazy to me that I can watch the film at, you know, I don't know how old I was when I first saw it, but it, it's been, you know, when I, it's been yeah. a while since I first saw it. And at that age to sort of really still be excited and like enjoy the comedy. Oh, excited. Huh? No, no, I'm saying excited <laughs> about the fact that I like I literally saw the film and I was like, oh, damn, like this is really funny to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I was really excited that I'm like, oh, OK, I can watch these older movies and it still like resonates with me and i'm still like oh this is still funny there's still great physical comedy there's still uh you know dumb jokes that that are in there that are just still you know that's the thing too i it doesn't take this film doesn't take itself seriously which is which is what would happen nowadays you know and this is like one of those movies that you could just put on all the time and just yeah. laugh and like you know enjoy it you know right it's not like one of those it's not a heady film like where you have to analyze everything and it's like yeah oh these women are like this and they learn this because it, these none of these characters grow they no, stay they the don't same learn anything. like at all like the whole time like yeah it, you think it's, like there's like a little bit of like of growth but it's just like it's sad you know kind of if you really think <laughs> yeah. about it because of marilyn monroe's character how she says like you know like she just falls for these sax players and all this stuff and like you know and she ends up doing that and that's what tony curtis is and he's trying to get at her the whole time and and tony curtis is like totally like deceiving her the whole time trying to play this rich like you know like guy yeah. and stuff Yeah, he's and, like the worst person yeah <laughs> and then that he just like comes sort of clean with her because of they're gonna die you know like it's not really any reason like 
he think he's actually he doesn't really come clean with her you know yeah. now that it I just kind of happens he you know? literally just sort of goes up to her before he's gonna like before they chase him out of there mm-hmm. while she's singing yeah and just sort of like gives her a hint that it's him yeah it isn't until she jumps on the boat that he says yeah. like oh but i'm i'm a saxophone player i'm yeah. you know what i mean well yeah that's where he's being honest finally but it's yeah. still like that sucks for her like that's just yeah she like neither one of them are growing or like being like yeah tony curtis is finally kind of being true to himself sort of you know like he's always been like a dog but just being a dog to this woman like this beautiful woman is not like i don't think that's any sort of growth you know and it's just like really sad but yeah that's not what this movie is His you know is it's like it's a farce it's like to see these two guys dressed right. as women and just like be kind of like you know like just be dumb and like go with it you yeah know? and, and kind of like play it up and know? we've talked about this we talked about this before mm-hmm. um off off air mm-hmm. again this is uh live to tape <laughs> on air uh in front of a studio audience mm-hmm. and we talked about how that um that's what the film feels like it, it, it you know you and again if, if you have if you get something from this where you watch it and you're just like oh yeah like um it made me feel good about maybe wanting to be trans or, or anything like that. Yeah. Then that's fine. I'm, I'm not going to take that away from that from you. And, and that's not what we're here to do. But I think Billy Wilder really, again, like you said, he was just, it was a farce. He was having fun. I don't yeah. think he really had anything kind he of just, to say. Yeah, he's playing all that stuff Because up, you could you look know? into certain things of this film. Yeah, definitely. Which is and fine. Especially like, you know, like the, the last... I don't know if it's the last line of the film, but the ending of the film is like super like, you know, like he's like, oh, we're not all perfect. You know, like I'm a man, like I'm a man. He's like, oh, we're not all perfect. But like, and that's something to be like, oh, like, oh yeah. Like, you know, that's like, yeah, that's really like heady and like, and and, like look into that and like, you know, like get something else from it. You you can. Yeah. But, but I think, yeah, what we're saying is that like, we think, especially watching the film as a whole, you, you sort of get the point. Yeah. You're just like, Oh yeah. Billy Wilder just thought these things were funny. Yeah. Cause he knew at the time that this was going to be outrageous. Yeah. And especially like, you know, the Jack Lemmon's character, you know, eventually going with that Oswald character, the, the older man, Mm. you know, he, he's just, you know, Tony Curtis is like trying to tell him like, you can't marry this man. And he's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, why not? And he's just like, why would you? And he's like, well, cause of stability. Like it's not even really a comment about like, you know, like, love is love that he yeah. just loves this person whether it's a man or not it's he's literally it's a joke it's literally to say well what do you mean the man he's got money yeah. like i'm broke like yeah, it doesn't it's like matter those if things it's, you're yeah. really like when you like really look at it like in a relationship is like what are you really looking for like you right know? and that those are the things he's looking for you know like yeah you know like how this movie starts like yeah tony curtis and jack lemon they're like you know like he's like oh uh what's today oh we're gonna get paid today you know like and you know, obviously they end up not getting paid because the 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 speakeasy they're playing at it gets raided, you know, and right. stuff like that. And so they're out on their asses pretty much and they have to sell their coats and Tony Curtis is gonna bet on some dog race and stuff like that and they like have no money, you know. It's just always like trying to like, you know, like scratch their way to the surface sort of. You know, and that's it and that's why it's like one of those films that just it's just yeah it's, it's a, just it's, it's just playing comedy it's just caper, playing baby. on like you know all those tropes of comedy yeah. you know yeah like and like yeah you could take this movie as seriously wanted to but like yeah it's just it's more so like it's more so lighthearted than you really w- 
should take it, you know? Like Yeah, and, and, and again, I don't think anybody probably really does take it that seriously. I think, you know, but again, like if you do, then you do. But yeah. I, I don't think anybody really is like digging deep into the... this film. Like I think everyone sees it as like, you know, the fun farce that it is. That's why mm-hmm. it is such a classic mm-hmm. and why it does withstand the time, you know, test of time. But that's also why it stands with the test of time is because you can look at it in those different angles and views and have sure, different things sure. you know about it you know yeah and i mean tickets. i think you know the film we're going to talk about later the apartment which i brought has a little more deeper that you can dive into it and look into it more so mm-hmm. than this i mean you can of i course. feel like you can look at but this as into this as you as the apartment you well know? maybe we'll see dog i don't know okay you know some like it hot some don't but we <laughs> do here yeah but we do here you know Let's talk about the what I want to talk about. My favorite thing about this um, film, well, not only the writing and the jokes, but just the performances in general. Maybe okay. not Tony Curtis so much, but I will say um, that Jack Lemmon and Marilyn Monroe, I think, are you know, I mean, just the comedic performance, and then you know, talking about you know, like you said earlier, how sad it is, uh, you know, for Marilyn Monroe's character to go with. Uh, Tony Curtis you know you always with him yeah you always like see that sadness in her in her performance you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like you see like that you know that she's been duped by a bunch of people that she's just literally been taken advantage of yeah that she's been taken advantage of you know that like because of her beauty and because of who she you know what I mean and like that's like really sad it it, it adds an extra sad layer knowing that that like really happened Mm -hmm. in her life but then you have on the on the other side of that you have this really amazing uh, Cesar Romero Joker performance. Yeah, the horniest Jack Lemmon you've Lemon. ever seen. <laughs> Which, because once he puts on that makeup and once yeah. he becomes a woman, he's <laughs> <laughs> he's just the he's just manic. Yeah, he's putting makeup over his mustache. Yeah, you it, know? it's like, it's like crazy. It's like one of like the 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 craziest performances on film in mm-hmm. terms of like what. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is that what he thinks women are like? <laughs> It's not. It's just yeah. like he just doesn't yeah, yeah. know how to act. Like he right. just gets yeah. like really. But he's like, also just super horny. Yeah. Yeah. He just like. And so gets, it just bursts yeah. through him. Yeah. 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 He's got. Yeah. He's not wearing uh, boxers under the, <laughs> that dress, right? Like he, it feels like he's wearing panties or something. And it's really like getting him hard like the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, and it is funny because like you said, you know, like they, they never learn anything. You yeah. know, they, sometimes they'll discuss like, oh, yeah. like I see how now you see how the other side lives because yeah. he got pinched in the elevator. Yeah. But they never there's even those but they never stop pinching. Yeah. There's, they never there's, stop pinching themselves. There's those opportunities where Jack Lemmon would be like, oh, yeah, it's really hard being a woman. And like he like, yeah, kind of like, like reali- he realizes it a little bit, you know, but he's still like he's ready to like do those things to women still, you know, like where the yeah. guy is like, like, you know, pinching him in the ass and like right. even the guy that, um uh that works with the the you know the band you know he like slaps her in the ass is like because when he gets on the train you know he's just like you know like and he's just like you know yeah he was literally testing the waters yeah and when she turns and when jack lemon turns around says oh fresh yeah he's like oh they are very conservative like he literally like that's crazy yeah like the the times were just like that jack lemon but jack lemon is still like no i'm gonna do that still you know like he doesn't learn anything from it and that's yeah yeah and that's why that's why that this film feels like such like it's not going for that you know like to like you absolutely know, like, yeah you know like it's just liberate fun. women it's just like the farce part like, it's really like digging deep into the jokes and stuff yes like that. It, it's like going for the laughs yeah. mostly and it's just it's just fun and it's a classic and it's a movie that of course if you haven't seen like i don't know what's wrong with you um 
you know, it, it just, it literally is a film that I think, you know, stands the test of time. And it always will. That's why it's on the Criterion yeah. Collection. That's why you should get it on Blu-ray. Mono, should we do final thoughts on this? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. You sure. go first. All right. Well, like, well, uh, how do you do? You like it hot? Do you like it not? I love it hot. Well, tell me. <laughs> Show me. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is such a great movie. It's like one of those movies that you can just put on and just enjoy. You know, like, I know people get weird about black and white for some reason. You know, and yeah, and people think that they're going to be like boring. Or yeah, I don't know. There's just, some weird thing about it. Yeah, you know? it's just like a weird thing. Even, if it's not like a new indie artsy movie, yeah, you know, even the apartment, like when we talked about it before, and you're like talking like how it's in black and white too. I was like, the apartment's in black and white. Like what the fuck? Like I didn't like it. Doesn't it? Did, that doesn't register with me. You know, like it's just it's just a good film. Like it and doesn't color matter. was around at this time. Yeah, exactly yeah. for both these films. Yeah, for both. But, of them. For some like it hot, they did black and white because the makeup, the makeup looked. Yeah, you know, it didn't look, it wasn't sellable like in yeah. color. Like it just looked bad. It it, it had to be in black and white because yeah. it looked, you know. And uh, yeah, some like it hot is like a classic film. Like you can just enjoy. You can dig deep into it and kind of get these things from it. Like where, like yeah, women, like just have been treated awfully and as yeah, well, objects. Yeah. You know, like. But it's also just like it's not really playing into that. I feel like it's really like playing more into just the comedy these two of it. guys yeah. dressing up as women and stuff like that. And it's not like, and it doesn't really treat it like, yeah, it's the joke, you know. But it also isn't too at the you know the same time, you know, like these like they're really like dealing with these things and kind of like going through it. But it's not like. They also understand it's hard being a woman, you know, like it's not easy. Like it's not these things like it's all these other preconceived notions, you know, of being a woman. Like, you know, it's not all fun and games or whatever. And I that movie, this movie kind of does it a little bit, but it's also just a fun classic watch. And you understand where Billy Wilder is coming from and can do all these things. He could do comedy, he could do drama, he could do like serious things like sunset boulevard and shit like that you know like and yeah i give some like it hot uh uh five sugar canes baby those are those are good sugar canes yeah like uh you know like they say in that scene when she when sugar turns around and says are my um seam straight and then jack lemon says oh boy aren't they <laughs> Like that's yeah, just, just like, the way he laughs at everything. Yeah, it's just like it's literally like the Joker, yeah. and that's one of the reasons why yeah. it's the Caesar one of the Romero films. Joker. Yeah. yeah, the Caesar Romero Joker. Yeah. Let's all remember that. Yeah. Caesar Romero from the Adam West yeah. Batman, Batman sixty six. So like the like yeah the real goofy kind of Joker, yeah. the, like the literally like the where you look you can see the makeup pasted on yeah. his face, <laughs> Joker. But my last thoughts for some what like about it that hot. rhythm section, baby. <laughs> yeah, see those jokes. I mean, you yeah. know what I mean. Like, and that's that's one of the things just... I didn't want to make this podcast because I could have done that. I could have just been quoting all these lines because mm-hmm. they're all so good. He says like so many funny things. Yeah, I mean the physical comedy that he brings. My last thoughts on some like it hot are that, um, you know, it's like we we sort of mentioned a little bit, but not too much. Um, I think we'll. T- I think I want to talk about it more in the apartment. But mm-hmm. Billy Wilder isn't this flashy director behind the camera he's here to more you know he's here to service his script and his actors and the performances you know what i mean yeah. and what he does behind the camera services that completely especially here in some like it hot 
you know, it's it's mostly there for to catch the jokes. You yeah. know, he doesn't let people improvise. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's to just for like, like you know, he doesn't. You don't need to. You know, you don't need these sweeping shots or like right. anything like mm-hmm. that. To, yeah, you don't need to, big for this film. Yeah, for big grand shots. Yeah. Right, like where stuff like you know, where back in the days, you know, big Hollywood films would do. You know, and and they make sense for the things that they would do them for. But for some like it hot, it was a comedy. And it was a farce. And so he wasn't really trying to, you know, he wasn't really concerned about that. He was concerned about trying to move forward the script and the performances. And he got, and that's all great, you know? And so it's a classic because obviously the performances, I mean, it's crazy to think that Jack Lemmon wasn't famous at this point. You know what I mean? He wasn't? No. Oh, okay. He wasn't a a known name until Mm -hmm. this movie. Oh, wow. That's insane. Like yeah, he oh, comes, yeah. like I, I mean, he what comes is, off yeah, right. What is his movie before this? I'm yeah, I mean, nothing after this is when you know Billy Wilder took him to. You know what I mean? Starting Same thing with Tony Curtis. He wasn't really anybody either. No, no, they weren't like they were. I think they were like maybe stage people. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. But they yeah, weren't really like actor, like famous screen actors. Mm-hmm. And so like this really like catapult them to. You know what I mean? I mean, Jack Lemmon got a Best Actor nomination for this film. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah, so this. My last thoughts on this is that it's one of it literally is one of the greatest comedies of all time. Um, if you haven't seen this, you're crazy. I really think it's like one of those movies that like everyone can see. It doesn't yeah. matter. I have how to old say it's are. better than Grumpier Old Men. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it, it's literally it's a movie that I think you anyone can watch. It doesn't matter how old you are. It's just it's got something for everyone. It's got Jack Lemmon doing physical comedy, uh, saying great lines from Billy Wilder. You know, you have Marilyn Monroe just being emotional and vulnerable and just being gorgeous as all hell you have tony curtis just i don't know doing whatever the hell he's doing but it works because you know it just works with what's going on tony curtis is playing straight as hard as he can (laughs) yeah tony curtis is not really the best here but that's okay because it just works all together because billy wilder brings it together with his script this is literally a five horny jack lemon movie um and again we do you know zero through five here for our ratings some like it hot everyone go check this out buy it on buy the blu-ray seriously like this isn't a movie that you can just hope that it's on a streaming channel you know what i mean you need to own this mm-hmm. you need to preserve this you need to keep this because it's a classic yeah but i'll definitely. tell you what is what else is a better classic and you got to give me the keys to the apartment oh that's what's next open it shut up <laughs> Mono, if you need a place to have sex, Jack <laughs> Lemon has the apartment for you. That's right. I'm talking about 1960s. <laughs> the apartment from Billy oh, Wilder. Okay. Yeah, you did. <laughs> 1960, yeah. I was I was having sex then. <laughs> I I'm just saying. I needed a room. That's kind of the premise. Yeah. All right. So if you don't know what the apartment is about, it is about C.C. Baxter is a minor clerk in a huge New York insurance company. Until he discovers a quick way to climb the corporate ladder. He lends out his apartment to the executives as a place to take their mistresses. Although he often has to deal with the aftermath of their visits, one night he's left with a major problem to solve. And again, this is Billy Wilder and I-A-L... Diamond. Diamond, baby. That's right. I was making. I was at a test, making yeah. sure. I'm listening. And who does it start? I'm watching. You're wondering who does it star? Well, I'll tell you. I'm getting the key. We got our, <laughs> we got our man Jack Lemon, Lemonades. Ooh, a CC Baxter. We have the, uh, the fantastic, just one of the greatest actresses of all time, 
I'm saying that right now. Shirley yeah. McLean yeah. as Fran Kubelik. We got Fred McMurray as mm-hmm. Jeff D. Sheldrake. We got Ray Walton, Mr. Han, Mr. Han if you as Joe Dobish, yeah. baby. Mm-hmm. We got a other bunch of cast characters, but they're, they don't matter. But it's all Jack Lemmon. It's all Shirley McLean. Yeah, we're only talking about that. And who cares about... Uh, well, there's My, a bunch of other people. I mean, you know, there's some people from Some Like It Hot that make an appearance, you mm-hmm. know. Um, uh, something Sue, the one who runs the band from uh, Some Like It Hot, she is the first mistress that we see in oh, the apartment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, That's, she's. All, I think she's also a, an operator at the company. Yeah, she works at... Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah uh-huh. so, I mean, let's, uh, yeah. you know, again, you know, just to kind of get a little deeper into the plot, let's talk about it. So, basically, Jack Lemon is this, you know, he's a mensch, you know, yeah. he's he's a, he's a schmuck. Not that the mensch means that you're a, a schmuck. Simp. But, so, you know, yeah, he, he works at this company where he works with a bunch of bosses who just cheat on their wives constantly. Um, that's all, the thing to do when you're yeah. an executive like that you know? yeah and so you saw Batman, it in Mad Men baby so let me tell you like because I just want to say like I, I remember first watching this film The Apartment and kind of seeing that premise and being like well that's crazy like that these guys that they have all this money right they they run these companies and they need to borrow like a low level employee's apartment to have sex why can't they just get a hotel but I it's found out sweeter that way baby well no 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 I found out that back then mm. that was like a thing and so hotels didn't let that happen. They weren't like that back then because they didn't want it to turn into a brothel. Mm. They so they would go and they would if businessmen would come during certain times and they would come by themselves and rent a room. They were just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna wait till later and knock on the door and see who's in there. Yeah. And so they would do that. So they had to find a friend's house yeah. to go, like you know, be like, hey, give me your apartment keys. You know what I mean? So I can go do that. Mm. And also, you know, this also comes back to the fact that. Billy Wilder saw this film, Brief Encounter, which is also a Criterion film, which is about these two couples, uh, these two people, sorry, and they're both married, not to each other, but they're married, you know, mm-hmm. they meet each other on the, on a train, it's a David Lean film, probably around the same 40s, 50s, um, and they, they fall in love, and they have an affair, and so mm-hmm. they end up, uh, one of the guys ends up using his friend's apartment to have the affair with the girl they meets at the train. And so Billy Wilder saw that and said, I'm interested in the guy who lends the apartment out mm-hmm. to their friend for that. Yeah. And so that's what the apartment pretty much, that's pretty much what the apartment premise is. I'm trying to explain. Yeah. The premise I mean, in that premise, like if you think about it that way, it could go like a lot of different ways. It absolutely. But can. he yeah. went the Jack Lemon way. He did. You know? And that's where, and he it's... also went for the time of a serious way. A way that you know you serious it, way it could have been a farce it could have been a, a some like it hot yeah it yeah. definitely could like uh, yeah I'm just gonna come out and say it this is like this is kind of like a perfect movie you know it just it just That's like hits it. on like all cylinders like it's just yep. like the script the you know like everything the acting like it's just one of those films where like I mean. For 1960, you can't. I mean, even for now, you can't deny this film. Like the yeah. the rom com elements and you know the drama of it, and just Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine's performances. Like these are like ahead of its time. You know, it just doesn't feel like a 1960s film. Like you absolutely. Know? Like even like. I don't know. I don't know why I'm bringing up the graduate, but it like I feel like it surpasses the graduate almost in that kind of way where it's just like this movie just 
it's no it knows where it's going which is also available on criterion yeah it's also a criterion film yeah uh it just knows where it's going and knows where like the drama lies and the comedic kind of elements lie and stuff like that it just like in the script like the script just like it's just like it feels just kind of perfect you know like yeah well uh, yeah so for some like it hot you know with the script he's able to kind of like bring back like jokes right he like knows how to create jokes and build tension for those jokes to work Mm -hmm. right so like in some like it hot he does the whole thing about the first thing is about um you know uh the blood type type o yeah he brings that up a bunch of times but here what he does with the script in the apartment is it's not really about the jokes it's about setting up the drama that might come later you know because he has a lot of shots right for instance where you see you know the first time that uh you know uh baxter jack mm. lemon gets back to his apartment yeah after he's already kicked someone out who's been there for too long this yeah. guy has just been screwing for too long in his apartment <laughs> and he's got to wait outside yeah. he finally gets him out but then he gets a call from this from this from uh, mr from, hand, from mr. hand yeah. another little horny dude yeah but like but but they set up the fact that the way that he makes his dinner with is with a gas oven which you know matters yeah. later yeah it's all these and then, things yeah and then telling him like well you know well, I already... just even the neighbor too that exactly. being a doctor you yeah know? Like, and then it's and gonna also, come into play later and then also telling mr han on the phone i already took my sleeping pills so i don't think yeah, i can I'm let you come over yeah. yeah you know what i mean and that's gonna matter later yeah and those things in a lesser script would just be there just to fill up just well, be filler well they you know wouldn't I mean? even set set those things up you know and well, this, that's what i'm and saying this film they, does like he would he would just say well i just took sleeping pills so it would just he would just say that yeah. to say that it wouldn't matter later and this matters you know what i mean like and that's and that's mm-hmm. what you know talking about you know billy wilder again like you know he he's not there behind the camera to you know um you know in the commentary for instance for some like it hot you know mm-hmm. there there is a uh, a quote from the person doing the commentary who says you know, Billy Wilder's movies, you, you're not going to uh, take a frame of it and hang it up on your wall. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, because they're not, very, yeah, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like a lot of movies, you know what I mean? Where, it, they, the, you know, this is a beautiful shot and you want to mm. capture that and put it up there. Yeah. Billy Wilder is not necessarily that, but that's not the point. Mm-hmm. Because his point is that he's servicing, you know, his script. And here in the apartment, again, he's literally doing all that he's placing his camera there to show you like this is going to matter later yeah the what what jack lemon does here what he says here what you know what i mean like all that matters yeah and it's not like in a way that for instance you can have something like um you know denis villeneuve where he can do that but it's more through a shot right mm-hmm. yeah. he's like he's showing you a shot you're 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 like why am i why do i see this you know slow pan into a drain in Sicario, well, that matters for some reason. You know what I mean? That yeah. matters. There's a reason why he's doing that. Mm-hmm. Billy Wilder's not concerned about stuff like that. You know what I mean? He's concerned about showing you something that, like, or giving you a line or something yeah. that's going to matter he's later. He's a script guy. He's yes. more of, like, yeah. the detail in the story and right. the actors. You know, like, and and the directing, like, you know, you would make a certain shot or something. It would might yeah. take away from that, you know, like right. from the story and stuff like that. He's much more of a story guy for sure. And, and, and everything and is that, very much know? also for character as well. Yeah. Like, you know, th- there's this, the scene where, for instance, Mr. You know, bring it up again, you know, because these are such great written scenes where Mr. Han goes to his apartment. You know, so what Baxter does is he leaves, leaves his key under the carpet. Mm. They they go in there, they use the apartment, they screw their mistress, they leave, they put the key back under the rug. Yeah. Baxter 
isn't able to get back into his apartment because Mr. Han left the wrong key. So the next day at work, he tells him, hey, you know, I didn't get any sleep last night and I'm sick because you didn't leave the right key. He's like, oh, let me send you down the key. You're right. I I do have the wrong key. Yeah. And that scene where the guy, the runner who works for that company comes, brings him an envelope, hands it to Jack Lemmon and says, this is from, you know, Mr. Whatever, who's Mr. Han. Yeah. And literally Jack Lemmon spends time like opening it up, pulling that, like dumping the key on into his hand Mm -hmm. and then putting the other key back into that envelope and, and wrapping it up and being like, oh, give this back to Mr. Whatever, you know? And that's literally like part of the script. You know what I'm saying? Like that's in there for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like that's like a, a character moment that like matters to see him be so efficient in that. And then like the, you know, cause so when he, puts the key in his hand the the you know the little younger run runner guy who brought it from the guy's office is like looking at the key like to like all curious mm-hmm. and jack lemon does this thing where he turns his back to him to put his other key in the envelope and so all that like matters you know what i mean like it's never like or you know we talk about movies where like things feel improvised or they feel like you know he wrote that in the script he literally wrote how you're supposed to tie up an envelope and throw a key in there mm-hmm. you know that's how meticulous Billy Wilder is about, you know, his stories and what he's trying to say, you know, and his performances, you know what I mean? And I think that matters more than, you know what I mean? Like, then if he just did some cool shot to show you that. He showed you that through an action. He showed you that through, you know, his dialogue or whatever. Yeah, he's showing you know? not telling, you know? Yes. Like, it, and that's what, like, the... the What a lot of shots the way the claim film, to like, do, you what, know? What, what, what film is, you know? It's yeah. more showing not telling, you know? He's just like you could see through uh, Jack Lemmon's um, actions and like how he's doing things. Yeah. Like you understand like it's like, yeah, this is private. This is not like something everyone knows about. But, you know, like, you know, could find about find out about it. also just it just informs Jack Lemmon's character as that type of meek kind of guy. Like you said, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just funny to see like, you know, we'll talk about, you know, talk about Fred McMurray, his just basic you know was he in uh my three sons was he the dad oh i don't know i did i've i've never seen that oh, okay i know he was in double indemnity double indemnity indemnity yeah, yeah which is not a billy wilder classic mm-hmm. but you know and and you know in that fred mcmurray played the timid type the the you know he played the jack lemon kind of like i'll do anything for a girl you know i'll do anything you say mm-hmm. kind of thing so here that you know he's playing against type and i like that billy wilder knows to do that right so he had Jack Lemmon play the horny Joker type in Some Like It Hot. Yeah. And then here, he's just like, no, I'm going to have him play like the more kind of romantic, not horny guy. Like, you know, he's a romantic. He's a, mm-hmm. a hopeless romantic. He, you know, he really mm-hmm. does. He is falling in love with Shirley McLean. You know what I mean? Like as he meets her. And let me just say, I know you're already kind of, <laughs> even before we started, Talking about this, you kind of already admitted that you really thought this movie was perfect. Yeah. But I will say that one of the main reasons why this belongs in the Criterion cult, in the Criterion collection, Mm -hmm. is for Shirley MacLaine's performance. Yeah, definitely. It is literally of not that time. Mm -hmm. It feels like she traveled from uh, current times and went back then and gave that performance. It literally stands above all the very plastic kind of like those old kind of still they're just trying to be like the yeah 50s it and could 40s. be a really like um 
you know, like she's the original manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, exa- that, that exactly that. You know, but she I mean, also, like in, the, in a good way. She not could in the be bad way. like acting like how Frederick Murray is acting, like just really like stilted and like oh, oh darling, oh, oh. like yeah, you know, I mean, like there's just really one, like one perfect example of the scene is when you know, because so she's the elevator girl. And she's one of the girls that's being brought to Jack Lemmon's apartment by mm-hmm. the main boss. Fred McMurray is the main boss. He owns, yeah, like, he's yeah. the main guy. He's the head of, yeah. Yeah, so he's, you know, he's doing that. He's cheating on his wife with Shirley MacLaine. And there's this, like, great scene where they're in Jack Lemmon's apartment. And she's sort of very emotional because she's like, oh, I thought, you know, you were going to leave your, your wife or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he's just like, well, you know, it's Christmas, you know, you ruined everything and I can't really go shopping for you. So here's a hundred bucks, you know? And so she's just like, oh, a hundred bucks in 1960. That's a lot. That's a hundred bucks. And so she gets up and she starts to take off her coat and he looks at her and says, well, like, oh, he's like, well, we don't have enough time. Like we've been arguing this whole time. Mm-hmm. I got to get back to. I got to get back home. Like basically saying, like, no, we're not. We can't have sex now. You've been crying this whole time, and so she's like, well, and like the way she says it, like you, you mm-hmm. see, like the weight of the emotion in her of her saying, well, I thought since it was paid for, and you just like it's like such a real moment. And then he comes up and he's like, oh no, darling, don't yeah. say it, darling, don't tell her like that. Yeah. It's like it's really just very, bo- like, he's yeah. really bogarting the. Fucking yes, it's scene, ju- you know? it's just very. It's just yeah. And and again, it, you know, it, it it makes sense for the character in a way, and because, of the time, you know, yeah, like and of the, the acting, you know, right. And that's that I I get why you're bringing up Shirley MacLaine's acting and even Jack Lemmon's, you know, like it's just like yeah, he's a master. So I mean, he's a master comedic actor. Just like everyone should take notice of him. Yeah, like, it's just like it's just so like actor. you know, like it's just so like that's why the apartment is the apartment. You know, it's just like. You know, the idea of it and all of that is like it could be this kind of like really farcical, like, you know, kind of like really kind of like, I don't know, just kind of fun kind of thing. But it's Shirley McLean's acting like really brings it to a different level where this like where she's this person that's like feeling these things and understands it. And like she kind of doesn't know why she's doing it, but she also is doing it like to her detriment, you know, like it doesn't like makes sense like you know right it's like wrong but it's just like well you know but i'm doing this because like maybe he will like you know giving people the benefit doubt benefit of the doubt and stuff like that but it's just like it's it's real it's not yeah it's real it's what you would do in real life you know like it's just like you don't want to be this but you are this you know like and you know as much as fred mcmurray's performance is garbage i think Mm -hmm. one thing that you know, it's really great about this film. But that's too, him, you know? you know? He yeah, is yeah. a garbage person. You know, but, just, you know it, yeah. one thing that's great about this film is that, like, I can relate to literally all three of them. Mm-hmm. I can relate to Frederick Murray and being a garbage person to, you know, a girl that maybe gave me attention because she liked me and yeah. I just, you know, was an asshole. Yeah. You know? just, I was yeah. just a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. And I can also relate to Shirley MacLaine because I've had those feelings of, like, oh, man, like, I don't feel like anyone really loves me and I don't, I want to hurt myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've also had those feelings of, like, Jack Lemmon where it feels like, oh, shit, like, I mean, you know, when you're younger, you're just like, damn, like, I I guess I have to be, like, part of, like, you know, the boys club, like, Mm. and let them, you know, in a way, you know, him letting them use his apartment to, like, cheat on their wives is, like, Mm. kind of, like, letting them just be pieces of shit. And be like, well, this is what I got to do, you know, to get, you know, to be a part of the boys, you know. And so, like, to relate to, like, all three of those characters is, like, you know, I don't know, like, most movies you can't, you know, usually you find one that you're like, oh, that's, 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's who I kind of relate to. But here, it's like literally kind of see yourself in all three of those characters. Mm-hmm. At least for me, to be like, damn, like, yeah, like I've been the piece of shit. I've been the one who feels like a piece of shit because someone was a piece of shit to me. I've also been like the timid person who's, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and to see all those like play out. And what that is, you know, especially with the depression stuff, to like to deal with that, like that's such a like, you know, like a lot of movies could like get heavy handed with stuff like that. They can really like bring stuff up that, you know, you're just like, oh, we get it. Like, yeah, it's sad. Yeah. But here, you know, it really doesn't. And I feel like in a, in a yeah, realistic that's true. way, that, this movie feels really natural. Yeah. Like, it, feels it doesn't natural. feel forced. Yeah. Or like, like it's like hammering on a point or right. something like that. It just feels really like, yeah, it's just going with the flow and this flow just it it is that like where it's just sadness and like you know like you can't like get out of this situation but you know you're just like everyone is just feeling these things and it's just it's just yeah. the way it's just the way life goes kind yeah, of at it, that it's time, a really you know? great metaphor for like work like yeah. you know getting caught up in like business situation or working this tunnel vision kind of yeah, thing. yeah you're you know? just caught up in a situation where you're just like well I don't really want to be a part of this, but I sort of have to in order to move yeah. up in my own way, in order to get my own money, in order, you know what I mean, to do mm-hmm. my own things. And that sucks. Yeah. Like, that's really sad. And it's crazy that that's been happening since Billy Wilder was alive and making movies. Mm-hmm. That this is so relevant nowadays that you can see that. You know what I mean? Like, it is, you know, this is like, you know what I mean? Like, the apartment with Shirley McLean's character, like, she is literally like, the first kind of like i don't know like you know she should start like an indie emo band you know what i'm saying like she like that's like jack lemon is like the kind of like timid guy but like her she's like the one that's like the real emotional like character here right like she's the one who feels broken unseen you know what i mean and and she really is because she's a woman in that world Mm -hmm. at that time which is like the worst thing unfortunately that you can be because men were garbage you know, well, men are garbage. Yeah, it still, still are. Yeah, but even more so, they were able to get away with it more so then. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then that's what I mean. Like, and even you know, as good as Jack Lemon is as a character and as a person, he's still letting those guys use his apartment mm-hmm. to do that shit. To you know, to be in you know, to be part of the boys club. Mm-hmm. You know, to be hey baby, like I'm I'm a man too, and that's such like a dumb thing. And that's something that I could like see and relate to as well, where you're just like, well, you know, growing up when you were younger, unfortunately, you were put in situations where, you know, it was kind of like that, where you're just like, fuck, like, I mean, I guess I just have to be one of the boys, you know, mm-hmm. not nothing too serious or anything like too like bad, but you know what I mean? Where you just saw like your guy friends doing dumb things where you're just like, oh man, like that's not cool. Like, you yeah. know, and, and that, and again, at the same time, I'm sure I've been that friend that people have looked at him and be like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? I can tell you that from first <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And what so are you that, doing, Jordan? And, and, and that's what I'm saying. And that's what, like, you know, that's what I, like, you know, watching this film, and it's a, you know, and, and it has fun aspects. You know what I mean? Like, it has, it's funny. It's oh, really yeah, it's real fun that he fucking, she's on his wife. Dude. Well, no, but you know what I mean? Like, you can look at it as, like, a fun, lighthearted thing, but underline there's, there's, like, that depression, there's yeah. infidelity, there is, like, that toxic masculinity there is like the the idea of like you know how you have to like function in society in order to move up in society the bad things you have to do i don't know know i don't know if i've ever looked at the apartment as fun you know because i always felt like as it like as 
I think like it's a pretty serious fun. drama, you know, like, yeah, it's like, you know, like, you know, like, I mean, like, it's a good watch. Like, I can watch it, you know, like, it's not like one of those movies that just brings me down completely. And I can't like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, one watch and like, I'm good, you know, like fucking record for a dream or like some shit right, like that. Right, you know? right. Like, I could still like, you know, I can watch this like, you know, like over and over again. But it's also never made me feel like I can watch this like in, like it's like fun you know but it just it makes me feel something that like like i can watch and understand and like kind of like you know see as like like you know step back from you know and like and realize like oh yeah these these things i'm doing are wrong you know and these things that like these characters are doing are wrong and like i understand that you know like it's really more of a film like i can learn from you know okay and it's like like and that and it's a perfect and it's a perfect Mr. movie. Mr. Han is horny. It's a, like it's and a perfect fun. movie from that standpoint where yeah. like you know like it really like you know it doesn't like let up. Like I'm just like in like I'm invested in these characters and like what they're doing and what's happening, you know? Like it's just like it comes like, you know, like it doesn't come from like like a like you know like a soft spot, but it's just like, you know, like one of those realizations like like this is just good. Like this is just good filmmaking. You know. Like this is just like. Well, yeah. How like how crazy is this that this movie came out in 1960 and it's just exactly. like just so perfect. Like, and it's still a movie that yeah. uh, listen to this people matters. Yeah, <laughs> it's it still does. Impactful. It totally matters. It does. And, you it know, does. it's something that you know. I'm just gonna use. I'm just gonna use those crazy words. It yeah. matters. It yeah. changes. It's still relevant today. Yeah. And then again, change you know, the landscape. You, you yeah. saw, you know, you saw Jack Lemmon in Some Like It Hot. He's mm-hmm. a Joker. He's wacky. He's cute. He's beautiful. He's like, yeah, he's, he's wacky, not this. But here in in the apartment, yeah, he's got what we call pathos. People, <laughs> you ever heard of it? It's mm-hmm. like when you can look in someone's eyes and you can see a character through that. You know what I'm saying? And that, and he has that here. Yeah, he definitely. brings sadness. He brings laughter. He brings it all. Yeah. Same thing with Shirley MacLaine. He brings that bowler hat. Like it's just. I mean, look, just, we yeah. did sort of talk about how we were getting criticism that you know me and you were sort of just letting movies in, and we didn't really, you know, we we didn't get any pushback here. <laughs> yeah, this is this is just like a home run. It's it just, should it just, just be is, in the you know? collection. And I really yeah. do believe it's probably going yeah. to. I know you have. Uh, I have the Arrow version, you have which an is Arrow great. Version. It looks beautiful. It looks just. I mean, like we didn't talk about how great the Criterion transfer from 4K looks, like on Blu-ray. You know, like oh, it just yeah. looks beautiful. Well, like, for, yeah, that's just, some like, like it hot. Yeah, some yeah, like it, it hot. It just, just looks amazing. You know, yeah, it's absolutely crisp. Like, it's like this, sharp as shit. It, it yeah. literally is like uh-huh. what black and white is shit. supposed to be. Yeah, like you yeah, know what I mean? where you like 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 I was saying earlier, like like the apartments in black and white. I was like, oh yeah, I guess it is. You know, yeah. like. The apartment looks great. Like I don't. Oh like, yeah. I gave oh, you. Yeah. I I gave you a Blu-ray Blu-ray one that I had. The Blu-ray. <laughs> the Blu-ray. You know, like I don't know. How, I don't remember how that one looks, but the Arrow yeah, version I have, good. it looks fucking crisp, clean, like and just again, like and again, people. Classic, you know? And you know, listening, and it should be preserved. Yes, as that, you should you know? check out Arrow. You should check out Shout Factory. Check yeah. out a Skilloscope. Video uh, vinegar syndrome, vinegar syndrome. Check out all that all again. Shit, yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, because a lot of people like to like, you know, they think that if you start something called the Criterion Cold, that you only like Criterion no, stuff. I want all that shit. We got know? nuance here. Yeah, we're nuance here. Mm. We're I guess we we just you know it's it's a basis for a podcast. So we you know blah blah blah. We would love to start the Criterion vinegar syndrome arrow shout factory. Yeah. 
like you know and talk about all that but you know you got to narrow it down Mm -hmm. but we but we you know we'd love to promote all that shit honestly and so check out all those again we'd love that they put out the version of the apartment but it would be nice to see you know and again this is me being selfish i would just love a criterion version of the apartment i would just love that you know what i mean like just to have that in my collection and, 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 you know, I feel like, you know, Billy Wilder is one of those directors that they're going to just, you know, bring all those films into. You know, yeah. they're going to bring all his films into the collection. So I hope they do that. Mondo, is it in or not? What do you think? I mean, of course it is. It's just like you're just like, boom. Gotcha. I don't know gotcha. how like you just have to yeah, be stupid of to not let it in. Like it's just. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's like we said, too, you know, because you can't. You can't come at it. You can't even even say that it's not good filmmaking. You can't be like, yeah. well, the, behind the camera, he's not doing anything good. It's like, well, no, he is because he's servicing the story that yeah, he's telling. It's more about yeah. the story than yeah. it is. The, Absolutely. Like, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Like I, hot, like, I, yeah. I'd like to see an argument against the apartment, you know, for sure. It would you be know? nice. I would like if, A, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're like, well, the apartment sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell we'll us why. We'll do a bonus episode about yeah. that. Like, if, if we'll I, really Tell like, me why. If you're nobody, you're somebody, whoever, you know. Like, and if you just say because it's a black and white movie and it's boring, I'll smack that's, you. That's yeah, I that's will smack not the shit out you. I will smack the shit out of you because a lot of people think that, and it's really starting to piss me off. Mondo, <laughs> some like it hot. Apartment. Some don't. Yeah. We do here. Yeah, and if we you like don't it like it hot, hot, you obviously didn't let the apartment in. Yeah, yeah. but the apartment's in. Yeah. Um, we don't have to do last thoughts, right? We, this I is mean, it. I mean, we've yeah, been waxing is, on hey, about this it. Hey, this is it. We're done. Yeah. You hear that? <laughs> Just shut it off. You didn't think we were going to do off. a Christmas, New Year's Eve episode, but hey, this is it. The Apartment is a Christmas movie and a New Year's movie. Yeah, it's both. You guys don't know that because you're uncultured. Because you haven't seen it. I'm kidding. We love you here. You know, I, I got to, but sometimes I'm going to point a finger at you guys, yeah. you know, because I want you guys to see these movies. Not because I think you're not cool. Are any of these streaming or no? Um, you can't see some like it hot anywhere that's streaming. Okay. Oh no, you can't see either one of them. Yeah, streaming. right. Yeah. Like, some like it hot in the apartment were on the Criterion Channel for a bit, mm-hmm. um, but they took them off. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But still get the Criterion. It's Channel. a newer release too. It's just one of those movies I think people would buy more so than stream. I yes, guess. but you should just see them either way. If yeah. you can't see them, find a way. Hey, just hit me up. I'll I'll figure out a way for you to see them. You yeah. might be able to see them on Canopy, maybe. It's been a while since I checked that out. Listen, mm-hmm. thank you guys so much for listening to the Criterion Cult. Um, on Spotify, you can now rate us. It, rate us whatever stars you want, please. Um, whatever you feel. Any, yeah, whatever you feel. We, we don't care. If you can do five stars, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. But yeah. do what you feel because that's what we want. We want real honesty. That's what we do here. Mm-hmm. We're talking from the gut, from the heart, baby. Yeah. That's what Criterion Cult's all about. Thank you guys so thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Young Jane Fonda. If you wanna follow me on Letterbox, just look up Jordan Garcia. And if you wanna follow, you know, this podcast, which I hope you do, yeah, on Instagram. Please, because, you know, we need your likes, we need your help, we need your shares. Yeah. At we Criterion, need to grow. Yeah, at Criterion Cult Pod on Instagram, at Criterion Cult on Twitter. Please follow us on Twitter as well. You know, even if you just, just like when we post about our episodes, it would mean a lot yeah. to us. We appreciate all you guys who follow us and listen to us. Mondo, where can we go and appreciate you? Yeah, you can find me at save underscore Mondo at all those uh, social media thingies. You know, letterbox, 
Instagram for sure. Hell and yeah. Twitter. Do it. And then also, look, if you follow us on Instagram, you can just hit our link tree. We got it all there, baby. Yeah. It's like all there. New episodes, whatever. Spotify, Everything. Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, whatever you want. Amazon fucking things. Like, we, just listen to us. Yeah. And we're going to. Like, yeah. Please share. Please repost. And we're going to also start doing more uh, live stream things. More bonus episodes. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Um, watch more older films. If yeah. Black and white, baby. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Join the cult.